This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 120, Gratitude Practices. Hey everybody, I'm Becky Higgins and with me is my friend and co-host Becky Proudfit. Hey girl, how you doing? Just great. (laughs) just in the throes of a move we just we shouldn't say you know how I like to answer honestly we shouldn't just say I'm great we both have so much going on right now and I will tell you that this is how much we care about the podcast and consistency because it really matters and this is where like you really need to show up this is what separates the mice from the men (laughs) is when you have all the crazy going on and you still have to carve out time do you know anyone that doesn't have crazy going on right now uh no and crazy looks like a lot of different things i don't mean crazy like equals busy because some people don't have busyness but they have crazy life situations oh it's crazy it's crazy in in all the ways ways for all the people Mm -hmm. really it's what it feels like but can i share something kind of fun yeah it's a little lighter and a little less crazy okay I started a personal Instagram account. That's oh, fun. Oh, yeah. That is fun. It's real fun. It's real Becky Higgins fun. <laughs> the real Becky Higgins. Did you see what I did? I did. It's, that was yeah, really I, well done. I decided after a decade of sharing on Instagram, after thinking about it on and off for literally years, like forever, mm-hmm. that it was time that I just, I let the brand Instagram be the brand. Mm-hmm. And then I have this personal Instagram that is really more my faith my family. That's where you're going to see more of my scenic pictures, my hiking, mm-hmm. my whatever's happening in the kitchen, personal stuff. And it feels so good to just kind of separate that out. It doesn't mean extra crazy twice as much in the posting area because you would think that maybe that right. might be a little crazy. No, it's more of just like putting those buckets in place and sharing where the sharing needs to happen. And I have loved it. It's Yay been for you. so fun. I think that's awesome. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Just a fun little anecdote that I wanted to share there. How about I share a little review before we dive into today's topic. You're going to love this one. Okay. Okay. I mean, we love all of them, but this one is so, so special. Um, it's from HCLV Balchik. And she says, I used to listen to music while cleaning and doing laundry, but needed something more thought provoking. I had heard about podcasts for years, but never took the time to figure out what they were exactly. Finally, I took the advice of friends and jumped on the podcast bandwagon. And I haven't looked back since I look forward to doing laundry now, which is a big deal because I have four daughters because I can listen to cultivate a good life and be uplifted while being productive. It's a great combo. You ladies talk about so many topics that are so relevant to me right now, right now in my life and give me so many things to think about, work on, be grateful for, etc. Sometimes I will click on a podcast thinking it probably won't have anything to do with me and my life right now. And I'm always so happy to be proven wrong. I love and look forward to listening to this podcast on a daily basis. It makes me want to be a better wife, mother, friend, and woman in general. Yay. <laughs> I think we should send her some notebooks too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was so good. Will <laughs> you DM me HCLV ball chick and, and give me your address. I'm going to ship you some notebooks. That is the sweetest thing. And honestly, when I listen to podcasts, um, sometimes it's while I'm driving if no one else is in my car. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's while I'm hiking. A lot of times it's while I'm doing housework. Housework with my family is different, but when I'm totally on my own, Mm -hmm. sometimes I use that time to think and just be still and quiet. And sometimes I just want that good enriching, 
voice in my ear from a good quality podcast. So oh, totally. Got some things in common with this one. I love it. Yeah, so good. good. Thank one. you for that very much. All right, let's hear a quick word from this week's sponsor. Just in case you're newer to our podcast, and just in case you don't already know, Becky and I have our share of differences, and also we have a handful of things in common to our very core. For example, family, faith, documenting, and hiking. Oh, for sure hiking. We have both loved hiking most of our lives, but that passion has really ramped up for both of us in the recent couple of years like never before. Friends, Hiking has so many physical benefits, obviously, but the mental, psychological, and emotional benefits are just as impressive, honestly, if not more. One thing we have learned is that the shoes we hike in can seriously make or break the entire experience. Our preference and recommendation? Well, first of all, we recommend that you hike in the first place. We also highly recommend that you get yourself a pair of hiking shoes from Solomon. It's the only brand we'll wear on a trail. Trust us, you want proper, supportive, quality shoes that offer stability, traction, and protection. It is our absolute pleasure to share a discount code for Solomon with you, our podcast listeners. The code is Becky, and this will save you 15% on anything and all the things at Solomon.com. Okay, you know how the beginning of, um, what's that movie? Marriage, Princess Bride. <laughs> Marriage is what brings us together today. Everyone knows yes. that movie, right? Mm-hmm. I was as I was hitting record, I was about to go gratitude. gratitude. Gratitude is what makes us better people, you guys. Gratitude is one of those principles that is so grounding and centering, but also essential. I'm just gonna call it absolutely essential. Gratitude is the very thing that can make the difference between a person being happy and not being happy, no matter what the circumstance. And if you can find something to be grateful for, you're good. Like truly. Right. I mean, you, you get it. I know you feel it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gratitude is going to be, um, our topic today. And what we decided to do was go to you guys. We went straight to our community. And as you know, Becky and I hang out on Instagram of all the social media channels. That is where we like to be. And it's where we like to share and it's where we like to engage. And so we went straight to you guys, to our community, to get your feedback. And we decided to specifically focus on gratitude practices And gratitude, if you've been listening for a while, is something that is woven through pretty much every single episode Mm -hmm. uh, that we've ever done. Because it's really that important. It's such a foundational principle. And it's not just like a practice. It really is a way of life, like training your brain. It is. It is training your brain. And it's a way of existing and showing up in your life. And so we thought it would be interesting to hear very specific practices that people have, people all over the world, um, people of different walks of life, and share them with you as a community. We can kind of get our own wheels spinning as we hear from other people. So I've broken this down into five different categories of gratitude practices. One of them is in your mind. One of them is spoken out loud, like the verbal expression of your gratitude. We've got written gratitude on the page and written gratitude off the page. And then the last um, category is on your phone, ways to express gratitude and have gratitude practices that have to do with your phone, because that's the day and age that we are in. So we'll dive right into the first category of mindful gratitude practices that are in your mind. And the first thing that came to my mind when I thought of that just in general was our friend, Amy Tenney. 
Amy does a podcast. It's called Amy Tenney Yoga and Meditation. We love it. We use it. It helps us to be centered and grounded. And Amy herself said that meditation is a great way to find some stillness, a deep breath, and dedicate time to contemplate what I'm grateful for. So she's not just speaking globally. She's speaking from a very personal place. And I know she has an episode, specifically episode 14. I literally just listened to it again the other day. It's specifically about gratitude. And you guys, my favorite part is that it's five minutes long. Mm -hmm. It's very unusual for any podcast episode to be that short, but that's kind of the point. And I love how intentional she is with that, that in just five minutes, when you listen to this beautiful, thoughtful, intentional, soft music and Amy's beautiful voice that's walking you through a gratitude practice, it kind of changes your mindset. And in fact, the most recent time I listened to it, I was in my car earlier this week. And we mentioned at the top of this episode, how Becky and I both have so many things going on in our lives right now, um, individually. And, um, and I just decided to listen to my car. So really a practice like this, it's ideal if you're still and -hmm. you're quiet. In this case, I was driving and it just regrounded me again five minutes. I love that. I love how she says you have to like make time to take a breath. Mm -hmm. Like it has to be like a carving out of time because even, even if it's five minutes, Mm -hmm. because we don't give ourselves almost that permission and make that a part of our schedule to really create time for nothingness. Right. Well, and, and especially when you think about breathing, breathing is such a natural thing that our body just does for us. And so it's, it's different, isn't it? Like when you set aside the time, and actually focus on that breathing, it's a, it's a different experience that yeah. is so grounding. Oh, I love it. And I love her. We love Amy Tenney so much. So definitely check that out. And of course, we'll link to that in our show, no- show notes. Um, also, in regards to having a gratitude practice that's in your mind, um, and Becky and I are both big fans of this, is having a gratitude practice while you're on the move. And a woman named Courtney who lives in Ogden, Utah says, my gratitude practice is outdoor hiking. And I've been doing this since moving to Utah a couple of years ago. I imagine, by the way, what that would be like for someone to move to a mountainous area if they didn't already live in one. And Utah is obviously extremely, it's the Rockies. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the mountains are like none other. And so that must've been so exciting for Courtney and Courtney. And I actually have a lot of dialogue on Instagram through DM and she is such a special person. So cool. And I've loved hearing about this transition that she's made in her life. She continues to say, I try to go at sunrise if possible. And while I'm hiking, I reflect on my blessings, including gratitude that my body can do all the things I'm in menopause. So the body gratitude is real. This time also helps center my focus and recalibrate my mind. There's something about mother nature. It's just so good for the soul. There's actually something <sighs> called forest bathing. Have you heard of this? No. Okay. What so is that? essentially, um, it's kind of off the same practice of sound bathing and it's listening to certain frequencies of sound that help mm-hmm. your body to relax. And there is like all this really cool research about forest bathing. Okay. When so you go and the sounds and the sights and the smells of like being in the forest actually has an insanely physiological response. So is the idea as simple as it seems like in my mind, which is you find yourself in a grove of trees in the forest, if you will, and literally you're quiet and you Mm -hmm. let the sounds of the wind blowing through the trees and the birds and the whatever 
That and is even your... better if you can take your shoes off because then you're grounding as well. Mm. Obviously, in Utah, probably this we've probably passed the barefoot time, but <laughs> it's really really cool. And I'm I'm super interested because all this research is coming out about the physiological and emotional health benefits of these kinds of practices, mm-hmm. and it's like science is finally catching up with what we already knew, mm. which is that it feels great to yes. be to be out there in, in the outdoors in the world. Totally. And if you are not familiar with sound baths or you mentioned sound bathing, mm-hmm. that's something Becky and I have both have experienced recently with our friend, Natalie Postel, and she's learned a ton about it. A lot of people are learning more about it and sharing mm-hmm. it, which is super cool along the lines of with what you're sharing. So I've only had the one experience personally, and it was really cool. And so there is, there, like you said, there's something to that. And it's almost like we're just Science and technology are tech are catching up catching with up. what? Isn't that a great sentiment? Science and technology are catching up instead yes. of like we're catching. Well, it's up. like we almost already know inside of us, right? All mm-hmm. the, all these things, which is so true. It's so true. I mean, we have a lot to learn, but you know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> okay, let's talk about Brenda. She's another podcast listener who says, "At the end of the day, when I feel like it just wasn't a great day, anyone, anyone, mm-hmm. <laughs> I force myself to come up with answers." to complete these statements. And it's an acronym for GLAD, G-L-A-D-G. I am grateful, fill in the blank. L, I learned. A, I accomplished. And D, I delighted in. Hmm. And she says, it helps me validate my efforts and to end the day on a positive note. I love that. Who can't think of those four things at the end of any given day? You can, you can, and, and it's a great practice to try. And even when you have had the crappiest of crappy days, I dare say that if you think about your grateful, learned, accomplished, delighted, G-L-A-D, I think you'll go to bed feeling a little happier. Oh, totally. And if it becomes a daily practice like she's talking about, you're probably going to see a difference in how you approach even midday. You're going to be looking for those things, knowing that it's a daily practice. Exactly. And really what you just said touches on kind of a global thought with this entire topic is when you are looking throughout the day for the things that you know you're going to be implementing into your practice, whether it's in your mind or in written form or otherwise. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's the saying? You'll always find what you're looking for. Well, then look for gratitude. gratitude. Look for <laughs> look what you're for grateful for. Look for something good for yeah. Pete's sake. Look for something good. Oh, we're going to be talking more about that too. Um, Amy Tenney, who we mentioned earlier, she also touched on something that she does in her prayers, in her personal prayers. She says that she gets really, really specific. So for example, typical language that she might have used in the past might be like, I'm thankful for this day. But she's been changing it to something really more specific. So she'll say something like, I'm thankful for the insight that what my daughter really needed last night was a hug when in reality she was acting like she hated us all. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, you know what? Yes, that is, I feel like when my prayers are really more specific like that, Mm -hmm. I just feel more grateful because, you know, it's, it would be very, um, expected for us to say, I'm thankful for this day. I'm thankful for my health. And these are great things to be thankful for. But when you get super specific, just try it and see what that looks like for you. Um, one more recommend recommendation I want to mention in this category. And I feel like I've probably mentioned this specific talk sometime, but I'm going to bring it up a thousand more times if I have to. But, um, Henry B. Eyring had a talk years ago, 
I can't remember the year now, but we'll link to it in the show notes. And it's called Oh, Remember, Remember. We'll link to it, but you can also just do a Google search. Oh, Remember, Remember, Irene, E-Y-R-I-N-G. And he talks about how recognizing God's hand in his life every day, literally every day changed his life. And that talk single-handedly prompted me in my own personal gratitude practice, which then led to the creation of Project Life, which led to the creation of my company. So I give a lot of credit to Irene and this specific talk, and I highly encourage you to watch it or listen to it on the internet. It's so good. Okay, the next category is gratitude that can be spoken out loud. So this is typically done with other people. Of course, you can do this with yourself, but um, Natalie shared every Thanksgiving, she says, we go around the table and tell each person what we are grateful for about them. It's amazing to see their eyes light up when they realize they are making a difference in someone else's life by just doing simple things every day. And the thing I love about what Natalie shared is I think a lot of us either do this or know that people do this. This is a very common practice around Thanksgiving in the United States where we celebrate that holiday. And the thing that she said that really stood out to me is that remembrance that when somebody points out to you the specific way that you have touched them, what does that do to you? I mean, besides you feeling lit up inside, you are encouraged to do more of that. So it's good begets good. And so when we verbalize and share this with people that we love, of course, it's going to result in even more goodness, right? I love that. Now, Julene in Arizona um, said, I was studying the science of happiness a few years ago to start some cultural things at work with my group. And in the process of doing that, started the following. You know the song, Tell Me Something Good? Beck, do you know that one? Yes, you do. I mean, How does it go? Sing it, Beck. I mean, on- <laughs> Just give me like two lines. Tell me something good. Oh, yeah, I Is do it that, that one? one? I mean, I, I would think. Yeah. You guys, I'm so sorry for those of you who know the song and I... And I don't know if it's pronounced by Rufus or Rufus, but that's apparently the group or the person. I should have Googled this. <laughs> but I think that's the song she's talking about. Tell me something good. Each night at the dinner table, one of us will start singing. And they'll say, tell me something good, loud and proud, and say a person's name at the end. Then they share something from the day that they are grateful for. Then they sing. For example, tell me something good, Becky. I'm not going to sing it. I'm just saying it. Tell me something good, Becky. And then that person shares. If you don't sing good enough, you may need to resign. This has allowed our family to um, scan the environment for the good and just be grateful. We have shared this with many, many people at our dinner table. I love that. I know. It's just such a fun way to just tie song in to it, you know, and obviously you can imagine that these people are laughing and giggling and sharing and I just love it so, so much. Um, also with regards to spoken out loud, for those of you who have a practice of praying with your family, um, just kind of a reminder again, this might be something that is more common, but if it's not common to you, I'll just share. Lynette says every night before we have family prayer, we each say something we are grateful for right now. And I think that the key is like right in that moment, Mm -hmm. because sometimes in that moment might be the exact thing that you need to be thinking about. Um, And a little bit more specifically, Heather, she lives in Washington state. She says that they started that tradition about 15 years ago when they were trying to teach their children about how to look for gratitude and express it to God in their prayers. She says it has helped us connect to each other and to look to see God's hand in our daily life. Our kids are teens now, she says, but the daily tradition has stuck and it is my favorite part of our day. 
This is something that we've done off and on for most of our family's existence. Um, it's not a consistent practice for us. It's not every day. Some days we'll sh- switch it up and do highs, lows, and I don't knows. Sometimes it'll be like, just share a favorite thing from your day. Mm-hmm. But sharing something that you're grateful for, and especially if you're enticing your family to be really specific instead of just saying, I'm grateful for my family, which is great, right. again, but so, so broad, um, the more specific we can be, the more fun that can be as mm-hmm. a family too. And it invokes great discussion. Um, Okay, so we're moving on to the next category, which is written. And the first part of this is what is written on the page. And so naturally, what do you think of when I say written on the page and gratitude? You think of of people keeping a gratitude journal. Right. Have you kept one? So I keep it as part of a journal, but I don't have one dedicated specifically for that. Okay, so like in your just ongoing journal, you'll Mm -hmm. oftentimes write things that you're grateful for. Oh, absolutely. And I like it to be chronologically in like what is going on right then. Mm -hmm. I love that. And it doesn't have to be, but that's one approach. And that's kind of the key here is you want to make sure that if you do some sort of gratitude journaling, no matter if it's a dedicated book or you mix it into your other journaling, like do it in a way that works for you and Mm -hmm. mix it up. And speaking of mixing it up, I'm going to share several ideas on this specific topic of a gratitude journal because different ideas can get our wheels spinning. There's a couple of our podcast listeners who mentioned a gratitude journaling journal called Remarkable Now. I have not heard of that before. Have you heard of it? Yes. Okay. Oh, totally. Okay. Remarkable Now. Um, Laura, I think her name is Laura. Okay. Um, she is awesome. We actually met her at Education Week a okay. couple years ago. She's great, and her Remarkable Now journals are great. Ooh, They're neat. wonderful. Yeah, well, I'm definitely going to look into that more. But what they, if you're not familiar with it like I was not, basically the idea and the concept is that you write five things that you're grateful for in the morning mm-hmm. and five things at the end of the day. And, and there's also, like, goals and affirmations that you write, which is really, really, gosh, I mean, it just sounds so intentional. So um, Jenny was sharing that with me. By the way, Jenny lives in Germany, um, and we've got Amy who says that she uses the journal and says specifically it has helped her with her anxiety and stress by focusing on the things that she's grateful for. And if you're interested in learning more about Remarkable Now, you can find um, Laura on uh, Instagram at at Remarkable underscore now. Oh, awesome. I love that she has a dedicated Instagram account for that specifically. I am going to be looking that up and following today. Um, Tashina is another listener who said, I started a gratitude journal back in March when the shutdown happened. Let's pay attention to her timing. How important is that? When everything was hitting the fan, if you weren't able to focus on what was good that was happening, I imagine that you probably felt like you were spiraling. Mm -hmm. So I I tend to think that most of our listeners, if not all of them, somehow did look and reach and Mm -hmm. aim and try to do something of this nature when everything was happening earlier this year. Um, Tashina says, it was so good for me and really helped me through those first few months. It made me reflect every day on things to be grateful for, and it helped me to have purpose every day and focus on the good. Sometimes purpose is all you need in a day to survive, to get through. Mm -hmm. If you know your purpose and you know what you're looking for and you're focusing on the good, it can make all the difference. Kathy in Oregon, with regards to gratitude journal, says that it was challenging at first coming up with five things every day because she was doing that practice with five things. But eventually, she says, I was able to get going on it and I haven't stopped since. My perspective on the entire gratitude journaling thing has changed. I think that you don't know until you try. 
Mm-hmm. If you've never tried doing some sort of gratitude practice in written form or keeping a gratitude journal, just start today. Pick up a notebook. We happen to know a, a great we notebook know or people. two. We know some people. It's fine. <laughs> Shop Grab a notebook and just start. And don't make it into a bigger project than it needs to be. Don't worry about that it needs to include all these things with goals and affirmations and five in the morning and five of night, five at night. It sounds like that's a great journal. That's a product that's available, but even if it's just a simple notebook with one sentence a day, mm-hmm. um, just something very, very easy and attainable. And that would be the goal, right? I like, um, the thought of, I, we actually have a journal, the highs and lows journal. Mm-hmm. Um, who's we, our family uh-huh. and it sits right by our table. And so when we're having highs and lows that are really good because we do the highs, lows, and do good, be kind moments mm-hmm. is, um, then we have a dedicated journal to write some of those things down. So it's kind of become that. a family journal. So I could totally see like having a simple notebook, just be near your, wherever your family eats and, and having it ready to go. Totally. That's actually a really good point that segues into the next comment that I'm going to read because, um, when I mentioned attainable, what you're talking about is like the physical attainability, mm-hmm. meaning make sure that it is in your space. Don't, this isn't like a thing to tuck away in a bin in the garage. Oh, totally. Like have it accessible. And that will be the reminder to a, be looking for gratitude right. and be like, take the gratitude in your heart and in your head and write it down. That's right. It's a visual trigger, isn't it? Mm-hmm. If you have it in that spot. Well, Jean in Arlington, Virginia shared that it's not every day that she writes in her gratitude journal, but she does it when she feels like it. And this is the key. She says, I keep it in my craft room. And I love where she goes with this. Sometimes I decorate it. Sometimes I just write a few words. Now, Jean is clearly a creative. Mm -hmm. She has a craft room, right? So Jean is using her gratitude practice in written form. And sometimes she just knows that part of the gratitude practice is to be creative and to actually like do something artistic with it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not. And I just want to, I'm always giving a shout out to my fellow all or nothing people. Don't feel like a gratitude practice needs to be all a certain way and always the same way. Right. Shake it up, mix it up. Just be grateful every day. No matter what that looks like. That's the beauty of documenting is it literally documents your evolution as you like change it up. Yes. I love it. Oh, I love that you brought that up. And we do want that evolution for sure. Um, Katrina is another one of our listeners. She says, I try to be as specific as I can, which I mentioned earlier with Amy with regards to her prayer, but with Katrina in her gratitude journal, she says, I write as little as a couple sentences or several pages, whatever I feel like that day. Mm-hmm. And again, that's just a reminder. Like it doesn't have to be something that's super consistent in terms of the format. And Katrina also added that she knows that this helps her to be happier. Mm-hmm. We had a great episode um, with Hank Smith all about how to be happier, find greater happiness. We'll link to that episode as well. If you haven't heard that one yet, gratitude for sure is a practice that can help you be happier. And at times that can be so um, upside down for people, yeah. just make sure that you're intentional with what you're consuming, what you're searching for, reading, looking at, scrolling, listening to. And that is an excellent, excellent episode. Tammy um, says that she has a lot to be grateful for, and even if it's just a good hair day, that's worth celebrating. Heck yeah, it is. So, Are you kidding? That's I mean, a great thing to It celebrate. is a great thing to be grateful for. I think sometimes with gratitude, people think that it needs to be this like really deep, meaningful, profound expression of something that's deep in your heart. 
you know, what's really great is a good hair day. Mm -hmm. Like that's great too. Or the fact that when you peeled the hard boiled eggs, they didn't they get came stuck. Off in one yeah. Piece. Yeah, they came off in one and piece. And I love that because it's those little small moments that equate to like the deep sense of gratitude. It's not always yes. like, I, because you're going to have times in your life where probably to find something to be grateful for is a stretch. Yeah. And those small, for like sure. don't ever discount the power of small gratitude. Mm. Say that again. Don't ever discount the power of small gratitude. Oh, that one's going to be a quote on the Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) I feel it. It's going to be. Okay, so along those lines, Tracy in Rochester, Minnesota, she said, sometimes I'm grateful for a good cup of coffee. Sometimes I find that I am most grateful for the growth that has come from a challenging situation. And I just want to pause there because what Tracy reminds us of is one of my favorite aspects of gratitude, and that is framing hard experiences Mm. with gratitude. So even at the end of a day, when you are having a really hard time, you're in the thick of a difficult challenge, look for how you are growing and expanding and evolving just through that hard thing. That is worth being grateful for. For sure. Darlene in Oregon, Newburgh, Oregon, by the way, for those of you who are like, ooh, Oregon, that's me. Sometimes I like to mention the city that they're in because you might find a new podcast listener in your town. I want to go hiking in Oregon right now. I know. That's on our list, huh? We should get there. Okay, let me just break. Becky's going on a trip this weekend, and I'm having some feelings about it. Well, you need to just be okay Okay? with it. I, you know what? I'm not. Just I'm sorry. Okay I'm not going to pretend I am. I'm jealous <laughs> and I'm sorry. Well, then let's go to Oregon. Let's plan a trip and go to Oregon and go hiking. I think that would be wonderful. Okay, fine. All right. We'll move on then. Sorry <laughs> for <laughs> the tangent. I had to explain myself. Not just... often am I jealous, but I am stuck moving. The J word is not a word that I would ever encourage I, I don't have to it, use. but the place that you're going is my place. <laughs> Maybe even more than your place. You're fine. You're going to be back there. And that was rude. That's not, you don't know that. You don't know my Your place personal is con- the other place <laughs> on the, in the same state. Okay. We're going to move forward. Becky has obviously, can you tell Sorry. me what the gratitude is in these feelings of jealousy? I am grateful, honestly, like for reals. Yeah. I am grateful that I have options in my life. Like I'm grateful that I have the option to move and that I have the luxury of being upset about not being able to take a vacation when I want to take a vacation. Nice. That's a luxury. Very good. And I'll expand. Yeah. Aren't you so grateful of all the travel that you've been able to do, including special places that are special to you? <laughs> special, my special places? <laughs> yes. I Yes. I can be so grateful for the years where travel has been a much larger part of my life. Yeah. 2020 has not been the year because of travel for has, anyone. This has shown me how it would be to not travel yeah, a lot. Yes. And so I'm grateful for really though, like having the option to travel is such a luxury and you forget that it's a luxury when you I get know. to do it all the time. So I know it's so true. I'm going to travel to the new house and live in, yes, you are. Live in shambles for a few months to really <laughs> ground myself. <laughs> I raise your hand. If you vote that Becky Proudfit does an entire episode all about this, uh, life situation she's in with this move. Yep. Me too. Yeah. I think that's, I'm going to have to, because I need to process. I know. And how do we process best with words, writing and words, writing, verbalizing, Mm -hmm. putting words to all the feelings. Okay. I can tell that Becky's ready to burst with all those thoughts. So we're going to make that an upcoming episode. Sorry for the tangent. (laughs) It's going to happen. Well, let me share with you. I'm back on track here. What Darlene in Oregon shared. She says 10 years ago, I was a single mom of four kids. My husband had just left us and the adoption of the younger three was not final. I was depressed angry, and barely able to function. 
I read a blog that talked about finding gratitude in the everyday life, so I started a list of things I'm grateful for. When I'm really struggling, I will write five things first thing in the morning and five things as I go to bed at night, which we've heard of several times. Mm -hmm. When I can't sleep, I love this, when I can't sleep, I take slow breaths while reciting things I'm grateful for. Mm. I really believe it was a lifesaver for me. It helped me to see outside of my own pain and to recognize the beauty around me. Connecting gratitude with slow, deep, intentional breathing Mm -hmm. is powerful. And refer back to the episode we did with Amy Tenney where she teaches us about box breathing. Mm -hmm. Box breathing is a very specific kind of breathing that really kind of captivate, like focuses your mind. And it is incredible. It's incredible and effective. And And I use it all the time. Yes. Yeah. Especially right now. All the time. (laughs) Sarah in Tulsa, Oklahoma um, has talked about the way that she writes with her gratitude journal. And she says that she finds herself looking for things to write down throughout the day that aren't her family, health, and food. Like Mm -hmm. not the typical things. So another reminder of how effective that can be. Lara, or maybe it's pronounced Lara in Brisbane, Australia, says that she finds that doing this gives her a better outlook on life because it reminds my brain, I love this, it reminds my brain that it's not all bad. Because our brain, you you know this Mm -hmm. back, our brain wants to protect us, right? So it's seeking for things to protect us from. Everything's danger. Not everything, but yeah, right. Like I think sometimes what it is is our brain almost protects us from hope sometimes because mm-hmm. dashed hope is like an uncomfortable feeling, and we gotta we can't let that happen. No, and we, we can can't. train our brains like that's hundred percent. That's exactly what gratitude can do, and a specific gratitude practice. And, um, yeah, it's effective and it works. And she continues and says that it helps her to look for the good in her husband and kids. Mm. Now here's one more thing, Beck, this is going to be particularly fond for you. Lastly, she says my good on me gold star section. (laughs) Becky likes a good gold star. You guys also like the good on me Australia. I know. (laughs) Good on me. That's a section and it's a gold star section. And she says it helps me to give myself myself. Mm-hmm. words of affirmation and reminds me of my childhood when my parents had us write good on you notes to our family members that were read out loud once a week during family night. Is that, that cool? is an incredible idea. I know. And I love that she's bringing in like the affirmations because I don't think people realize what an affirmation is and that it actually is a gratitude practice. So for instance, it, it, what it does is it takes, it recognizes the truthfulness of duality in your life. So you can be in awful circumstances and have gratitude and both are equally true and both exist together. So that prevents us from being all in with, you know, mm-hmm. our anger or our pain or whatever's going on. And I love that. And one of the, um, gratitude affirmation things that I do is I talk to myself in the mirror and say, I feel strong. You know, we've talked about that. I say, I feel strong right now. And I usually say that when I'm not feeling strong as a whole, but in that moment I'm recognizing strength and it turns into those I am statements that we talked about Mm. or I feel, and that becomes the most beautiful gratitude practice totally for yourself. It is. I love that you brought that up because there's a connection there that we weren't that we aren't always thinking about. And Mm -hmm. it's totally true. And maybe it's not always things outside of yourself that you're grateful for. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's the things inside of yourself. Mm. Like I'm grateful that I woke up today. I'm grateful that my body 
can walk. Yep. I, you know, this so small grateful things. that I'm functioning. I'm grateful that my lungs are actually breathing for me and I don't have to think about it. Or I'm grateful that I'm in immense pain and I'm still here to experience it. Yeah. I'm grateful that I'm able to be in this moment and survive. Mm, love it. Ooh, so much good stuff. I just want to do all the gratitude practices. I know. Well, let's, let's keep going because we're not done yet. The last thing I wanted to mention on this concept, this category, if you will, of writing things down on the page is that I actually, this year, am doing a, a little album project. I'm calling it Ooh. Life is Good. Mm-hmm. I'm sharing glimpses of this on my Instagram. And I was inspired when, I mean, I've done lots of different like album book type things that are based in gratitude over the years, just because I've been doing this such a long time. But this year, my friend Emily Bell Freeman specifically inspired me when she shared hashtag 31 best. And I'm not going to take the time to explain it, but it's something that she was inspired to do by her grandma, mm-hmm. who's no longer here, who when her husband died, she needed to focus on what to be grateful for and she called it her best. And so um, what I have been inspired to do specifically is to use the Project Life app and use the six by eight full photo template in the app, which is totally available for everyone and add one picture a day and literally just put the date and like the one phrase or sentence. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to bring that up here because I'm it. First of all, I've already shared about it on my Instagram, Becky Higgins, LLC. You can see a saved highlight. I'm actually going to redo the highlight because I walked through people through my process as I was doing it that day. Mm -hmm. And so much evolved and changed that I now am like, oh, I actually just need to simplify that and show people the actual printed pages and Mm -hmm. just do it over. Um, And so I'm going to, if it's not done by the time this episode goes live, it'll be shortly after. So keep an eye on that because it's not something that's like, you got to start November 1st. This topic of gratitude and having a gratitude practice should Mm -hmm. be every day in your life. Gratitude tends to be talked about more in the month of November for all the obvious reasons for a lot of, especially for people in the U S because it's in connection with Thanksgiving. But I encourage you to check that out because I think that it's really great to think about your gratitude. I think it's even better to express it and verbalize it and put words to it that way. But the very best thing in my mind, especially as a documenter, is to have a tangible result of this gratitude. Like, why go through the thought and not have that preserved? Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's not worth it, because of course we know that the, just the thought of it is is very much um, valuable. Mm-hmm. But to have that, that the, then you can go back and look on, and then it's a piece of your history. It's a piece of your um, your legacy. It's a piece of who you are that gets to be left in tangible format for people who love you to, to see for years and generations. Mm-hmm. Big fan, my hands up, big fan of that. Well, so. and what about your legacy, even for the people that are living in your house with you? I know if I was doing something like that or, you know, having that completed book sitting on the shelf with all the other books, my kids love to look at all the mm-hmm. time that would encourage them. That would give exactly. them a pathway to have an outlet for their gratitude. Yes. And the thing I love the most about it, speaking of what you're saying with this example and modeling this for our own family, is that they can see that it doesn't have to be this really wordy thing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people have it in their heads that a gratitude practice in written form needs to be this really heartfelt, lots of words expression. And in this case, for me, 
and I, you know, obviously I do a lot of other documenting, but for me, keeping it so succinct and simple and mm-hmm. fast means that I'm spending like less than 120 seconds on my phone doing this on a daily basis. Yeah. It's so cool. It's so cool. So check my Instagram to get more of a visual of that because it is the six by eight size. We do have six by eight products in the shop and more coming. It, you can print that size directly through the app. So it's just such a doable, mm-hmm. easy, attainable, and super fun gratitude practice. Yay. All right. The next category is, um, the written format of gratitude, but it's off the page. And I'm going to go through this pretty quickly. Um, you've probably have heard of these or you've seen them, but first of all, I did a grateful poster. It hangs outside of my office. It's between my office and kitchen at home. And it literally just says grateful. It's a piece of poster board. We popped it in a frame. We did it in 2010. So this was 10 years ago. So our stage of life and our family Mm -hmm. situation at that time was different. You know, you got those little, those little kids, um, like the handwriting from the toddler stage and the Mm -hmm. preschool age. And, and it's so special. It will forever and always hang in our home and forever be one of our favorite things that is on our walls because it was our family's expression in one place to put all these things that we're grateful for. And that's a visual reminder again, every single day, not just in the month of November. Some people write on pumpkins. Have you seen this or heard of it? Yes, actually I have. We did it when we were at um, Studio 5. Oh, a few. You oh, and yeah, I did yeah, it like, that's right. Uh, that's two, right. probably two years ago. Well, I've just not heard of a lot of families doing this, but mm-hmm. several of our listeners, that's the idea that they shared with me is that they take a black Sharpie and they write on the pumpkin. Zeta and Mesa, Arizona says that they just grab a marker. They do it as a family. They have it throughout the month. And then Tamra shared that she, um, in October of each year, her mom gives each of the families in their family a large pumpkin. So I love that it's like the oh, grandma fun. of the mm-hmm. family that gifts that pumpkin. It's mm-hmm. part of their family tradition. And then um, each night, Tamara says, we write things we are grateful for. Then we use the pumpkins as our decorations for Thanksgiving dinner and share some of what we wrote. Super That's cool. awesome. Well, and you've heard of the grateful tree. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do a grateful tree, so I don't need to explain that in detail, but I love that um, a few ideas that were shared with that. So imagine just taking like colored cardstock, your yellows and browns and oranges and whatever, and just cutting the shape of leaves and then having your family fill out different things they're grateful for and adding this to the tree that hangs mm-hmm. on your your wall at home. Um, sometimes they do this like in little in school classes or right. church classes. I just think it's great. Um, but one of the things I wanted to mention is that, let's see, who was it? Oh, Megan, um, in Utah, she says, I never save the leaves. I just keep it in the moment. And then what I do is I take a picture on the first day of December for our family book. So she kind of has let go of like, you don't have to save everything. A picture is great. And I cannot agree with that more. Yeah. Um, so just snapping a picture and having that to put in your family book or, you know, book of pictures and memories is fantastic. And then, um, one more thing in this category that I will mention is Sarah who lives in Glasgow. How do you say that? Kentucky, Glasgow, Glasgow, go anyway. Sarah in Kentucky, she says, my hubby, kids, and I write down one highlight of every month and put them into a jar. On New Year's, we take turns reading and sharing memories from the whole year. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, this is good because it, I don't know, there's that tangible experience. You can kind Mm -hmm. of imagine what that family experience is of sitting around, pulling out the strips one at a time, reading it, reflecting. Yeah, really, really sweet. 
Okay, the last category is a gratitude practice on your phone. And um, there is an app apparently called Three Things. Teresa in Kansas shared this with me. She says it pops up and it asks you to write down three things that went well for you today or what you're thankful for. And she has her alarm set at 3 p.m. every day to trigger her to do this because that's the time of day that she's dragging. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. As soon as you said 3 p.m., I was like, wow, that would be the exact time I would not (laughs) want it to happen. I know, and I think that's really cool because Mm -hmm. while some people do their gratitude practice first thing in the morning, which is brilliant, Mm -hmm. or last thing at night, which is brilliant, (laughs) um, I love that Teresa has found her own brilliant way of doing it when she knows that she's going to hit the slump. When she needs the pick-me-up. Totally. Mm -hmm. I mean, I reach for chocolate, but I... (laughs) I suppose that a gratitude practice would be just fine as well. Emily in Bristow, uh, not California, Virginia, she says, I am a words of affirmation girl, which hello, that's me too. Mm -hmm. I'm a words of affirmation girl and my husband isn't super great about giving me words of affirmation. So I decided to notice one thing that he does each day to show his love and record it in the notes section of my phone. It has helped me tremendously to have it written down. Mm -hmm. So Take, take note of what she's talking about here. She has these things that she's grateful for. She notices them about her husband, but he's not necessarily going to receive that the same way that she feels it. So for her just to express it in writing and put that in the notes section is so meaningful for her because mm-hmm. she wants to preserve it. She wants to hold on to it. And of course she's sharing it with her husband, but right. that's not his love language, right? Um, Tiffany in Idaho shared um, something that she's trying that she's never done before. Um, she says it's, I started it at the beginning of the month when I realized that there were 26 days until Thanksgiving this year, I'm doing a gratitude challenge from a to Z starting with the letter a. So each day I write down in my BH notebook, the letter for the day, and it takes five minutes. And I think of everything I'm grateful for that starts with that letter. Oh, that's fun. I know. I could see that being a really cool activity to do with kids too, Mm -hmm. as we're all like in, you know, in this distance learning and homeschooling situation like that would be a really fun family activity totally well she took it a step further and actually decided to share on instagram encouraging her followers to also chime in Mm -hmm. in the comments and keep making that list grow with other things they're grateful for that also start with that same letter of the day Mm -hmm. super fun that is fun speaking of social media um grady in new hampshire says i am doing a prayer of gratitude every day on my social media this month to keep my focus where it needs to be especially in such a disheartening difficult time in our country i love that people use social media for good period Anytime, all the time, yes. And for her specifically, a prayer of gratitude and sharing that in a public forum on social media mm-hmm. is not only going to have a positive effect on other people, but we're here to testify just along with Grady that when you put it in writing, it's it just firms that up in your own mind and heart that it's totally. really true, mm-hmm. that what you're grateful for is very real. Yeah. Um, have you ever thought of doing like a group text form of gratitude? I had not. I have not. Amanda and Phoenix says, I send a text message to a few friends with daily gratitude because we hold each other accountable all year round. Hmm. And that's what the purpose of their group text is about is literally just everyone chiming in with points of gratitude. So I love that. And then one last idea is Amy, um, who says my friend and I text each other our simple pleasures all the time. For example, simple pleasure when your lips are chapped and your lip gloss feels so amazing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) just simple, small things. 
That is such a great roundup of so many good ideas from you guys. And we know that there are more ideas. We know we just actually heard from a listener the other day who was like, I listened to your podcast and I feel like I'm sitting there with you and I just mm-hmm. want to chime in with my two cents. And we're like, we know we would love for you guys to all just be sitting here with us. But I just want to thank each of you for all of the feedback that you shared, the way that you're inspiring us with our own personal gratitude practices. And I want to round out with this final thought. And it was shared by um, a girl named Erin who listens to our podcast. She's in Bountiful, Utah. And she has shared that documenting has looked so different throughout the years. She says, I used to share them every day with On My Mission Um, with the person that I was serving with. Sometimes I wrote them at the top of my journal. Sometimes I shared it on my blog. Now I have an Instagram account and I'm using a hashtag. And she's like, everything that I'm doing still points back to a gratitude practice. And one of my um, best friends, my childhood best friend, Lydia, said to me many years ago, the goal is always the same and how you get there is what changes. Mm -hmm. That is what I feel so much with gratitude practice no matter what you're doing, how you do it, how often you do it, the frequency, the length of it, how quick it is, how fast it is, how heartfelt, how simple, the goal is still the same. Involving yourself in a gratitude practice is incredibly meaningful, incredibly therapeutic. It can be part of what heals you Mm -hmm. when you feel down, when you feel utterly broken, when you feel at a loss, it is truly the thing that can lift you. And, um, and I'm grateful for gratitude practices. I'm grateful that we inspire each other with these ideas of how to pull ourselves out of a slump. And that is what I have to share today. (laughs) That was lovely and very timely being that we're in the month where we all dedicate it to gratitude and hopefully we'll be able to take from this and implement a few things that we can carry with us year round so that we don't save all of our gratitude for the month of November. I know. Let's not do that. This should be all year round. Well, Mm -hmm. friends, we thank you for carving out the time to listen and for joining us in this continued conversation about cultivating a good life. Nothing we have said is more important than the specific things you have felt that are personal for you. We invite you to write down those promptings and most importantly, act on them. We love you. We're cheering you on and we look forward to being with you next week. Bye-bye. Bye guys. Feeling good, like I should. Feeling blessed. This is just a little test to see if it's working, so it's okay. I'm just singing with everything. I know it's working. Hey guys, I'm Becky Higgins, and with me is my friend and podcast. Dang it. And podcast. What were we going to say? Yeah, we're going to start over. Okay. Dang it.